Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, America, wherever you happen to be in the world. Welcome to another brand new edition of the Sea Report, coming to you live on the Foxhole app and on the Twitch and even on a YouTube today. Um, we'll see how that goes and how for long that stays up. I have it running on my personal YouTube account. And let me tell you what, been blessed not to have been attacked too many times on that one. That's not to say that I haven't had a few videos banned in the past year or so. How is everyone doing today? Hope everyone is doing great on all the apps. Let me see what we got going on here real quick um, because I want to make sure I'm live on all channels. Okay, real quick. Bear in patience with me, please. Bear patience with me while I get this set up. And make sure my sound is running good and all of that jazz. Let's see here. Um, do, 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 do. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Quite difficult when we don't have a... I need two mount, two, two mice. I need two mice to run this joint, but I only got one, so too bad for me. All right, so just a moment, just a moment. Let's see here. Okay, I'll let that one think about itself for a moment. Let me go over onto this account. Okay, we'll check this one out. Just a moment, y'all. Want to make sure I'm running on all filters. Okay. All right, that one's looking good. We'll let that one run for now. And okay. All right. Well, I don't have, uh, it looks like we're not live on Foxhole. That's fine. We'll see if we can't get that worked out in just a minute. It might just be my computer on my end. I had uh, my counterpart here coming up telling me that um, the internet was not running well. And that might just be the case. Okay, well, we'll just have to go with it and see what's up. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and get into it anyways, because I don't want to delay this any longer than I have to. And I want to ensure that uh, we're in a timely fashion, because I've got things I have to get done. I've got appointments to keep, etc. Okay, and etc. Let's see, first of all. I was going to run by a chat recap, but we'll go ahead and take a look at that a little bit later on. That'll be fine. All right, let me get that guy closed out there. All right, all right, all right. And yes, we are live on there. Okay, guys, well, welcome to the Monday edition of the Sea Report. Um, we will also be recording live on, well, we're not live anymore on uh, the podcast side, but we do have Anchor running. So uh, just as a way of a quick fresh up on that, if uh, you um, are on the Anchor accounts, I do apologize. I'm probably about two or three episodes behind on that one, but I'll make sure to get that running up as soon as possible. So that this way, um, you know, uh, if you're listening to the show as opposed to viewing it, you will have that there for you to do. And okay, cool. All right, guys. So we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. First of all, we'll start with our updates from the president, from the desk of Donald Trump. Um, quite a few things going on with President Trump this week in regards to a weekend, I should say, in regards to what was going on. Uh, 
what was going on there. Now we had a couple of statements issued. Uh, we had a couple of shots fired. I thought it was pretty interesting overall, but uh, let's see here. Let's go ahead and start with this one. Um, it was a quite a lengthy, a, quite a lengthy statement that President Trump had made, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but at the same time, you know, it just goes to show the power of the tweet can only go so far. You cannot get the tweets <laughs> to last too long at any given time. All right, so let me go ahead and expand that for you guys, and then we'll go ahead and take a read. It says right here, Wall Street Journal has reportedly has reported they finally got something right, that 2020 was the worst presidential poll miss in 40 years. The public opinion survey uh, surveys ahead of the 2020 presidential election were the most inaccurate ever, according to a major polling panel. This was done pur purposely. The polls were a joke. I won states in a landslide that I was predicted to lose days before the election. Other states had me purposely so far down that it would force people, even fans, to say, let's stay home, darling. We love our president, but we can't win. And then I actually won. But the results were rigged. ABC and the Washington Post had me down by 17 points. Even the rigged final result was extremely close. It's called suppression polling and it should be illegal. These are crooked, disgusting, and very dishonest media outlets, and they know exactly what they are doing. The 2020 presidential election was by far the greatest election fraud in the history of our country. The good news is the American people get it, and the truth is rapidly coming out. Had Mike Pence had the courage to send the electoral college vote back to states for recertification, and had Mitch McConnell fought for us instead of being the weak and pathetic leader he is, we would right now have a Republican president who would be vetoing the horrific socialistic bills that are rapidly going through Congress, including open borders, high taxes, massive regulations, and so much else. All right. Yeah, that is quite a statement from our president, President Trump in regards to uh, this polling. And we saw that throughout the campaign. We know that um, people, as he stated here, were, well, I guess these would be called suppression polls. I mean, some of us know a thing or two about suppression, right? And um, that was just to discourage, you know, if not just totally deflate the base. So that this way, you know, they would not be wanting to go ahead and uh, go vote, uh, push the idea of Donald Trump being a presidential candidate or a winner or the president itself. It's something that we saw happen quite often in regard to that. So very interesting, very, very interesting. Uh, very good statement. Very good statement here, I see. Okay, awesome. All right, so... Okay, and it looks like some things are starting to come back online. All right, so we had another statement from President Trump in regard to uh, um, some polling news. Now, this one is more specific and is actually um, based more on what was going on with... Um, uh, we had the whole controversy. Actually, it wasn't a controversy to us, but it was definitely a controversy to the rhinos and to the Democrats and to the mainstream media. They were confounded by this, but this was in regards to Liz Cheney. And uh, it says here, breaking news, new polling by CBS News on the state of the Republican Party, which is very strong. President Trump has a stronghold on the GOP. 
80% of Republicans agree with the removal of Liz Cheney from GOP leadership and only 20% disagree. The poll also showed that 67% of Republicans said that they do not consider sleepy Joe Biden to be the legitimate winner of the 2020 presidential election. I agree with them 100%, 100%. Just look at the facts and the data, the data, I don't know. I switch that word up every now and then. <laughs> and the data, there is no way he won the 2020 presidential election. Uh-huh. Very, very true. Very, very true. So um, this this just goes to show again the strength that President Trump pulls. I think that that is very obvious that people don't realize that all too often, especially the rhinos who've gotten their butts so far up their head. And uh, yeah, <laughs> their butts so up there. I said that totally backwards. My bad, guys. But anyways, that's pretty cool. That's uh, that's just something that just goes to show he still has pool. He has no uh, the uh, the rhinos and the establishments have no pool over any of that. So, anyways, okay. So let me see here if I can't get this uh, adjusted real quick. Let's go back to the, the desk of President Trump and get that image on there. Okay, guys, because it looks like we're coming online. If I'm a little scattered right now, it's because I only show one of my uh, I only show one of my um, my streams going on live right now. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Um, my Foxhole app totally shut down once I started. So I was not getting anything on Foxhole. Like every, it's still kind of frozen. We know we've been going through some buffering through there, et cetera, um, and whatever that might be. But, anyways, uh, just a real quick uh, to say hello to Monkey Toes, Cloud Watcher, Patriot Bird, uh, Better Lately, DPS. Uh, Carrie Lake. And uh, yeah, thanks for stopping in. I apologize right off the bat. Like I said, my counterpart here was saying that the internet was not going well here at the uh, the old homestead, but it looks like I am streaming live, so it is working. Um, but uh, yeah, I could not tell you what is going on with that per se, but uh, welcome to all the lurkers out there too. You obviously don't have to say anything. I just, I don't mind it at all, but yeah, this is pretty interesting. So let's keep on going. Uh, and then at the end of the, uh, at the end of the broadcast today, I'll go ahead and go over. So I was going to do some housekeeping at the beginning of the broadcast, but unfortunately, because everything is uh, choking up here on my end, um, I'll, I'll cover that at the end, but thanks for tuning in guys. I see we've gotten some activity over on Twitch as well. So thank you. Thank you. And let's go, let's carry on guys. Let's keep on. We're going to keep on keeping on. That's what we got to do. We got to kind of got to power through every now and then. Okay. So then as it says here, uh, the next statement, very short statement from president Trump, as our country is being destroyed, both inside and out, the presidential election of 2020 will go down as the crime of the century. So uh, that is, uh, that's no doubt a true fact. Uh, let's hope it is um, a crime that is reversed and justice is served. Now let's go on to this statement here. The entire database of Maricopa County in Arizona has been deleted. This is illegal. And the Arizona State Senate, who is leading the forensic audit, is up in arms. Additionally, seals were broken on the boxes that hold the votes. Ballots are missing and worse. Mark Bronovich, the Attorney General of Arizona, will now be forced to look into this unbelievable election crime. 
Um, many radical left Democrats and weak Republicans are very worried about the fact that this has been exposed. The deletion of an entire database and critical election files of Maricopa County is unprecedented. Many other states to follow. The mainstream, uh, the mainstream media and radical left Democrats want to stay as far away as possible from the presidential election fraud, which should be one of the biggest stories of our time. Fox News is afraid to cover it. There's rarely a mention. Likewise, Newsmax has been virtually silent and on this upset has been virtually silent. No, sorry, guys, I lost my spot here. I got things coming into my phone uh, uh, on the subject because they are intimidated by threats of lawsuit. One American News, OAN, one of the fastest growing networks uh, on television and the hottest is doing a magnificent job at exposing the massive fraud that took place for the weak, for the weak and or corrupt media not to cover. Um, thank you to OAN and other brave American patriots. It is all happening quickly. And I would have to agree, it is most definitely happening quickly. Uh, sorry, I was this temporarily struck. I got a phone text. <laughs> Where else do you get texts from saying that I'm not on the Foxhole app? So I don't know. It looks like my channel's been wiped. Um, I don't see anything there. I'm sure it'll come back up eventually. Um, but it's all good. It's all good. We are getting a lot of buffering over in the Foxhole app. I, I just, I got to keep moving on because uh, we are live on Twitch right now and we are live on... Hey, what's going up the Grouch at 79 at Twitch? Yes, we are live on Twitch and we are live on YouTube right now. Go figure. But the Foxhole app is totally down for my show. It's not showing anything. So I'm not worried about it. I just, I got to keep on going, guys, because otherwise I'm not going to finish on time and I've got appointments to make. Okay, so let's go ahead and keep on moving on. So these are the statements. Okay, so now some of you might know uh, President Trump, um, his uh, new blog, The Desk of President Trump, was also crashed this past weekend. Uh, let's see, uh, I can bring up my notes here, but um, what's up, what's up? Okay, we said hi, and let's see here. Yes, so from The Desk of President Trump. Now, um, now that's not the whole website. It was specifically his blog. They posted about it. Apparently, this happened an hour after posting Maricopa County election server delete. So basically, uh, this uh, this message I just shared with you guys about the database uh, being deleted. Once he shared that, the whole thing goes down, uh, which I find, you know, rather interesting. You know, people trying to suppress knowledge and whatnot. But I <laughs> but anyways, so um, what the what the funny thing about this is, and it's maybe it's not so funny. Some people were saying that um, it was possibly because um, a lot of people were running through the website, uh, a lot of traffic. Now, I would think that that's a possible idea, because after all, you don't have you don't have many people making statements on the whole election thing, right? You don't have a lot of people talking about the audits going on. You don't got the news talking about it. And if they are, they're just spinning lies. Until until uh, until recently, you did not have anyone in the GOP proper talking about it. Now, that's an interesting development that did come out of it. But before we get into that, because we'll cover that just a little bit, um, we also did have um, we also did have um, uh, one of the uh, Republican leaders in Arizona uh, for the county elections. He was uh, basically talking smack, you know, um, because here we had uh, Trump saying the entire database was wiped out, right? It was deleted. 
And then you have um, you have this guy uh, who uh, his name is uh, Richer. He is the um, uh, let me see here. He is the Republican who leads the Arizona County Elections Department. Um, and he says that uh, that basically the entire database wasn't work, um, wasn't wiped out, that he was still able to access voter registration, you know, and that uh, he calls Trump unhinged, you know, and this is kind of um, uh, kind of the thing here where you have these people and, and you have to wonder how about how many levels are going on, because like I said, you have this uh, one instance where it could be that a lot of traffic was generated by this statement and everyone just had to go see it, right? The, I mean, the site was down for about 30 minutes to an hour, you know, and then you have, on the other hand, uh, the idea that maybe quite possibly uh, President Trump's website did suffer an attack and his website was down for 30 minutes to an hour. I mean, these things happen. How can they be controlled? I mean, when it comes to the internet, the interwebs and anything that goes on in there, uh, people, people like, um, you know, Trump who only works on the website and posts on the website and creates content for this website. Um, well, I mean, he's basically at the mercy of anyone who can pull the strings from behind, right? So um, anything could be possible, you know, uh, maybe he didn't have strong enough servers. Maybe he didn't have enough juice or bandwidth or something like that. And it was just crashing and crashing and crashing. Always possible, guys. Always possible. Um, but needless to say, um, you know, we did have this pushback. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, see what we had here about that. So we still have the GOP. This guy from, I mean, this guy, this Jack Sellers guy, he's he's no good. I mean, obviously, he's had a bone to pick and something negative to say about the audit from the jump you know, his own colleagues, I'm sure. And uh, one thing that I did think, though, because, I mean, obviously, the entire database of Maricopa County was not deleted, right? Like, obviously, the whole thing was not deleted. Otherwise, you would have had the sheriff saying uh, that Sheriff Penzoni, I call him Penzoni, I guess it's Penzone, I don't know. Um, but you had him saying that, you know, it was a threat, and it was a danger, you know, to the, the very people of Maricopa County. And it was also, it would also hinder them from doing their work. But if all the databases were wiped, clearly they wouldn't even be able to work. And that would have been something he would have brought up in his statement. So with that in mind, um, could this be a play on words here? You know, like, could this just be another way of saying, Bloop! you know, uh, Trump saying, I'm going to say this and see what everyone does. You know, that's always a fun thing to do, you know. Um, so uh, I think that could be that could be something else that's in the works here. Of course, those are just my thoughts and opinions. I have nothing to prove that that's the way that Trump thinks because I don't talk to the man, you know. But anyways, um, we still ha we had the same thing going on. Oh, I'm sorry. Richard was the name of the guy from the Maricopa County um, uh he was from the Maricopa County Recorder. Stephen Richard was his name. Jack Sellers is the Republican guy who's uh, who's in charge of the uh, the state Senate there, I believe. And, and he's the one um, he, he had also went on to defend uh, the erasing of the databases by saying it wasn't anyone on his staff that didn't. But at the same time, he wouldn't admit to it. So anyways, my thoughts are a little jumbled. But OK, so then let's go on to who's supporting um, who's supporting uh, President Trump now. And um, so we finally had someone from the GOP proper speak up for 
President Trump and uh, speak up for uh, um, the the election audits in Maricopa County moving forward, which, you know, I thought was pretty cool. Um, so it was none other than Representative Elise Stefanik. Yep. Her name has been coming out of my mouth the last week as we've been kind of talking about her fate and Liz Cheney's fate and whether or not we can trust Elise Stefanik. I mean, couldn't say for sure, but I'd say this is a pretty good step in the right direction. Now, the Epoch Times reported that um, Elise Stefanik, who's newly uh, elected to the House Republican Conference chair, um, did say that she thought the uh, the letter by the Department of Justice, uh, maybe the interference, you know, could be unconstitutional. Now, this was in regards to the May 5th letter that the Justice Department sent over to Karen Fan, who is the Arizona leader um, over there in the Senate at the state of Arizona. And, you know, they were inquiring about the questionability of the ballots and the custody of them. Um, they were wanting to review some of the other processes that the group was doing. Uh, and that was also including calling uh, voter canvassing or canvassing the addresses intimidation of the voters, right? When they're not even voting anymore. So it's like, how could they possibly be intimidated? Um, but regarding the audit, because again, this is this is pretty much one of the first like big wigs over there, the GOP to actually say something in regards to it. Uh, she said that she supports the audit. Transparency is good for the American people. And again, this should be a nonpartisan issue. Whether you are Republican, Democrat, Independent or Conservative, transparency is important. And the audit was passed by the Arizona State Senate. Biden's Department of Justice is trying to block that audit, which is unconstitutional from my perspective. Our states constitutionally are responsible for writing states constitutional law. Interesting statement made there by her as well, because I, I don't recall if she voted. Uh, I don't think she did. But anyway, so yeah. So on top of that, and let me go ahead and get Arizona up here on the map. Since uh, after all, we're talking about Arizona now. Um, we also had some stuff coming out uh, from Dominion. Now, you all may remember the statement that we had released. Uh, well, pfft, we did not release the statement. We covered the statement. My bad. Uh, but only briefly. It was this one here. Uh, where basically Dominion was saying that they were going to, um, uh, they were not going to release any of the information to Cyber Ninjas because Cyber Ninjas was not EAC accredited um, and all that jazz, and that it would be uh, an irresponsible act and reckless for them to uh, release intellectual property to Cyber Ninjas. And, and this was in regards to having access to the machines, uh, that of course being uh, the passwords that no one in Maricopa County seems to have anymore. And also that, um, also that uh, they're seeking to get in order to get administrative access to the machines there during this audit. Um, so, um, you know, uh, Dominion says in the statement that they voluntarily release voluntarily release those to the uh, those who are credited by EAC. Okay, and EAC they were already in an uproar. I mean, not an uproar; they were already in an upset there, basically, because what was going on with EAC? We forget that their chief information officer had been working for Dominion for ten years, right? And then we also forget that they were severely understaffed and they were severely under budget. So there's a whole bunch of stuff going on over at the EAC already. But yet we only want to release these passwords to EAC accredited individuals. Right. OK, whatever. And so um, what we did find, though, however, is that there was an audit performed by Proveen V, uh, which was another auditing. And actually, Proveen V is accredited by the EAC. 
Uh, but according to their audit, Dominion voting systems did provide did provide passwords directly to the Maricopa Board of Election employees, and those employees logged into the equipment themselves, allowing auditors system access. Um, now, the president of ProVNV, Jack Cobb, did release a statement, and uh, the statement went on to say. A statement went on to say, the admin user and password have God powers. Note the Antrim County, Michigan hack, where someone had admin user and password access. And with that, you can do anything. All databases in the industries need this function. The super user login can perform any admin level function except altering the SQL database. We don't even ask for those credentials on a fielded system because they are so powerful, there's a risk that we get accused of changing something. Neither ProVNV or Maricopa County has the admin user access passwords. Maricopa may have thought their super user passwords were the admin level, but they are just super user passwords. We had them put in the passwords themselves. Maricopa could give these to the Cyber Ninjas auditors and they still can't do what they want. This is a red herring. The tabulators have redundant memory. The EMS is just an accumulator. I can delete and reload data as many times as I want as long as it is from a trusted source, SD card, CF card, or USB drive. Onto, uh, on top of that, there are printed paper tapes for each tabulator. Hmm, it kind of makes you wonder where those might have gone, right? So anyways, it says that although the state, Arizona state legislator has the right to inspect federal and state election laws, by law, uh, DDS stated they will not supply passwords to the state legislature. That's the Dominion voting system. So they're not going to, they're not, even though Arizona state legislature has jurisdiction, the state Senate has ju jurisdiction over this, uh, DVS is still not going to give them those passwords, which is also a violation of that subpoena. But I guess DVS or D Dominion voting systems aren't the ones who got subpoenaed. Technically, it was it was uh, Maricopa County. So I guess technically, if you want to take it on a technicality and push this jurisprudence along a lot further, they can go ahead and make that move. I guess we'll see what's going to happen. I couldn't tell you. Um, the thousands of election, election jurisdictions that might want equipment passwords for audits, Dominion expects them to choose from only two audit vendors. So that was something else that was going on. Like I said, ProVNV was one of those EAC accredited auditor vendors that Dominion trusts and relies on. And there's only like two or three of them. Um, and so, I mean, there's um, not to get, there's thousands of them out there. Apparently, there's hundreds uh, or dozens of hundreds, dozens of hundreds, right? Uh, I mean, Joe Von Pulitzer, he has his own system of auditing, but since he's not accredited by the EAC, since uh, Cyber Ninjas is not accredited by the EAC, Dominion does not want to play ball. So, anyways, let me go ahead and pull up this video. Um, it was from Mark Fincham appearing on Bannon's War Room. And I thought that it crystallized everything that we've been covering uh, for the last couple of weeks in regard since, you know, the whole password thing came up. So we'll go ahead and play this real quick uh, and, you know, uh, take a take a <laughs> we'll take a break for just a second. And there's probably going to be a commercial. Oh! OK, guys, we're not here to advertise for blow pop. So just give me a second. And we'll get that baby going back up in just a sec. Uh, OK. All right. <laughs> you guys are missing a hella funny commercial, though. Okay. All right. Here we go.
this letter, now we'll go through the particulars of the letter, some of the details, but this really plays back from, I think it was in 14 December, 14 December of last year of 2020, you had a, a huge hearing in the, in the Senate, I believe, where the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, who are four to one Republican, pledged that they would fully cooperate with every aspect of um, a, a forensic audit if one was to go forward and there would be no problems. And now last night, given we've only been in this, I think, what, three weeks? And there's a lot more to go. Like I tell people, it's going to take however long it's going to take. They're taking a short break here because of some graduations. They're securing everything. They're going to have some graduations in the Phoenix area. Use the arena. They're going to get back to business. Uh, in Denver, after I get uh, Fincham up, I want to show that letter, put it up on the screen. Uh, and put it. we put the letter in the live chat right now. Producer Cameron and the team, Amanda, the rest of the team following the live chat. Um, Mark Fincham, tell us what happened. What brought us to this point and why are we having a public hearing next week? Morning, Steve. So there's three things that are listed in the letter that I think are the most important, and I'll, I'll tease those out for you. Number one, the routers. The routers basically are an address book of anything that crossed out of the Maricopa Tabulation Center. Now, interestingly enough, Sheriff Penzone, a Democrat, uh, wrote a letter saying, well, we're very concerned that uh, sensitive law enforcement information might be identified on those routers. Well, okay, that's a violation of NCIC policy, which is National Crime Information Center. So now we've got even more questions to have him ask or answer, quite frankly. But that tells us that if there's traffic that went out of the building, where it went, and if there was traffic that came back in, all of this around uh, machines that allegedly were not connected to the internet. Uh, the next piece on the uh, hit parade that uh, President Fan hit was uh, the chain of custody and the organization of ballots. We've got missing ballots. The, the numbers that are on the tally sheets don't match up with the ballots that are in the boxes. At the same time, the bags that were supposed to have tags on them, well, the tags appear to have been cut off and are at the bottom of the boxes. And then item number three, which probably is the most egregious, is the destruction or the apparent destruction of data files that were on the hard drive for the voting machines. Um, this is a stunning revelation, and it's one of the things that we had hoped we would not see, but that is exactly what uh, the cyber investigation, I call them the geek squad, that's what they do, that's what they find, and uh, that's what they appear to have found. Now, we're hopeful that that data is stored someplace else, uh, but we seem to be uh, moving on the continuum from okay, okay, okay. But hang, but hang, but hang on a second. Hang on, hang on a second. Hang on a second. All three of these items, as explosive as they are, and I want to go back to the 14th December hearing, because we talk about unity in this country. We talk about you know working together and going forward, and we've said, look, we're not trying to be recalcitrant here. We're not trying to be uh, unreasonable. But we need to get to the bottom of November 3rd because there are very legitimate questions and issues that need to be rectified. The Maricopa County Board of Supervisors pledged their cooperation. Republican control, by the way. Republican control pledged their cooperation in a hearing in the Senate back on the 14th of December. Now you've had this, and we're going to put the letter. Everybody in this audience needs to read this letter. You need to go to Gateway Pundit and other uh sites that are doing analysis of the letter. You need to share that. You need to share that particularly with all the haters in your life, all the people that say you're a kook or a wingnut. Once you share this letter, 
that's not written by you, not written by the war room, not written by Donald Trump. It's written by the president of the Senate of the state of Arizona, Karen Fan. And it lists out these three, these three major items, all of them explosive. But in a situation where you were working together and not adversarial, couldn't you have like a meeting or, you know, hey, the data files are missing. There must be something wrong on the hard drives or there's, you gave us the wrong ones, et cetera. Has there been a back and forth? Has there been any type of working together to get around the chain of custody of, you know, supposedly missing ballots and what's being alleged missing ballots? The, the, the tags on the, on the boxes not being correct or not matching what's in the boxes. The, the, the data files, potential structure, or at least the information is not there. And then the routers, why are they even used? Why are we in a situation already where they've pledged cooperation that all of a sudden the Senate, only a couple weeks into this, because I'm sure there's a lot more to come, has to, has to draft a letter. And not just that, buried lead, call for a public hearing. Call, call for a public hearing. I think it's the bookend of the 14 December hearing. So, Mark, why is Maricopa County the Board of Supervisors and the people that report to them for election for running these elections, not at least seems to be working with the Senate of Arizona. Well, Steve, let's get 30 seconds of history on December 14th uh, at the end of that hearing, which would be six hours after that statement was made by the chairman of the Board of Supervisors. They were informed that they would be receiving two subpoenas and within less than an hour they lawyered up and the entire time we have seen nothing but obfuscation uh, court battles as you'll recall your viewers are going to recall they, we've been to court so many times i think that we've, we've worn a a track in the floor so this is not a surprise uh, quite frankly we hope that it wouldn't be this way this is a simple exercise in scrutiny of the election and at every turn, the Board of Supervisors has found a reason not to cooperate. So I'm glad that the President Fan is on this and the, that she's called for a public hearing to get some answers to the questions that are in her letter next Tuesday. I, I, I want to bring up another topic. Um, and this is because you have a Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, who I think, and somebody got to check, I don't know if she's a paid contributor to MSNBC and CNN, but she's certainly got the gig of a contributor. Because all day long, we keep monitors here in the war room with the staff all day long and, and our staff throughout the country. And she's on all the time. And I would just ask you as somebody that's running for it, but but anybody that's a secretary of state or has taken on the responsibility of those jobs, she her mantra is this was the most secure, most perfect, I think she said the most perfect election in the history of the great state of Arizona. No, no qualifiers. I mean, this thing's and, and these three things right here. I would assume you could call her office this morning and say, "Hey, we can avoid the hearing. Can you just give us the answers for these three things?" What, what is well, going she, on with your Secretary of State? So she has absolutely no control over this, other than she is the chief elections officer of the state. Now she keeps promoting what the Democrats have called the big lie. Well, I think what we're now seeing is is on our side of the equation the big truth. That is that. No matter how much time she does on MSNBC, she cannot account for the things that the, the uh, Board of Supervisors have done. And she is apparently unwilling to admit that with all of the things that are in this letter, her claims on MSNBC are 
outrageously false. I would say something else, not to point fingers that, hey, there may be malfeasance, but if you just look at the level of detail in this letter, we're going to have Boris Epstein on in a moment, uh, who's going to walk us through the details of this letter. But if you just look at the letter, everybody in the audience, podcast later, got to get a hold of this letter, take it, get a cup of coffee, sit down and just read it. The level of detail and professionalism. This shows best case unless there's immediate answers that they cut back to this afternoon, oh, you must have missed this, you misinterpreted that, this tag's there, this is wrong. A level of incompetence, a level of incompetence that is shocking, even to people who have been on this. When we saw this letter last night, you know, I was talking into the wee hours of more people throughout the country that have been working on these projects throughout states. They think now Arizona is like, wow, Nobody had any earthy idea to be this level. And remember, everybody, please remember, the the team has only been in there for a, you know a couple of weeks, and we this you have you don't even have the reports of the canvassing, right? So that's what's so stunning about this. What do you think? Are they going to show up next uh, Tuesday? Or are we going to be in the court this afternoon? And is the DOJ going to come in here and shut try to shut this entire thing down because now it's been outed? that the level of accomplice here is calling into question everything dealing with the presidential election in Arizona, sir. So, Steve, we've, we've held all along that the DOJ was looking at the wrong organization. They were looking at the Senate and the Senate's uh, security. They should have been looking at Maricopa County because everything that we've, we've seen so far, at least in my experience as a criminal investigator, we are now moved from incompetence into the, the world of criminality. These are purposeful acts. These are not some accident. The removal of tags on the bags that hold the ballots, uh, the destruction of hard drive evidence, um, that, that just is, and, and the, the, the discussion around routers, that information is not supposed to be mixed that may be going to NCIC, that's all supposed to be secure. So these are all purposeful things that are going on. This isn't some random accident. Okay. So I think okay. the, uh, the uh, yeah. really set up well. Okay, uh, I'm to get your social media. You're saying, hey, Bannon, when you really see this, these are not acts of omission. You think this is directionally acts of commission. Is that correct? That's absolutely what I think. Okay, what's your social media, Fincham? Uh, you've been on this from the beginning. How do people follow you? Yeah. Find me out on Gab at Easy Honey Badger. Uh, they can find me on Parlor. Just type in Mark Fincham. It's spelled F-I-N-C-H-E-M. And if people want to subscribe to the journal, they can. Uh, Mark Fincham at me.com. And then, of course, they can find me at uh, votefincham.com as well. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. All right. And that concludes that interview. Pretty interesting interview, if you ask me. Um, like I said, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Those guys can uh, break it down for you much better than I can. But anyways, so, um, all right. So just a quick update. Uh, it looks like Foxhole did go up. Um, but, uh, the Twitch room is filling up pretty fast. We got a few handful of viewers over there. Thanks for jumping over. Um, I, I, I really wish it was working on Foxhole, honestly. Um, but let's see here. Uh, it looks like we got chat disappearing over there. <laughs> we got, I mean, it's, I mean, I, the whole thing, the whole, it, it's a, it's kicked me out of Pilled and it's kicked me out of Foxhole also since I've been on, like I've had to log back in. So it's kicking me out of there as well, but. 
Um, as Monkey Toe says, I'm hanging tough. I keep refreshing, but I'm moving with you. So thank you so much, uh, Monkey Toes and everyone else who's hanging in for the show. There will always be a replay, hopefully, um, that you guys can check out because I, I mean, aside from being terrible at self-promotion, um, I'm, I'm terrible about telling people where to go. I was always the kind of person that didn't like when people would be like, make sure you like, subscribe, subscribe and push the bell. Like on YouTube, I'd be like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> So I'm really bad at self-promotion and I'm really bad about telling you guys where you can go. But at the end of the show, I'll do some housekeeping and I'll, I'll cover some of that stuff anyway. So you guys, if you, if you want those options, you can pursue them. Otherwise I'd say just catch the replay. Um, I don't, I don't get envious for live views. Um, but anyways, okay. So let's go ahead and talk about uh, Wyndham County in New Hampshire, because uh, we did have a little bit of development there. Actually, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't exactly a little bit. <laughs> we we had some uh, we had some more uh, breaking news. And again, you know, this is coming from the headlines. Nothing I did on my own. Uh, a lot of this comes from the Gateway Pundit, and then from there, I just start to go ahead and like uh, I, I go ahead. Oh, look at Tanya Kiel said she had to go log in a few times today already at Foxhole. What can we do, methods? If we can give you more money to, to beat these DDoS people or whatever it is that's going on, let us know so we can we can. Uh, I mean, I know you guys have a fund, anyways. I'm just I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> uh, because I I would rather support the Foxhole app than Twitch or YouTube, obviously, or Twitter, any of those people. All right, cool. So let's go ahead and get back into it. Now, uh, here was a really here was something that was quite revelating about about Wyndham, New Hampshire. Let's uh, let's expand this picture for you. I finally got the, the phrase blow up out of my out of my vocabulary. Except saying, let me blow this picture up for you. <laughs> um, I wonder who this guy is. Mm, he's some deputy sheriff there standing and watching as the assistant attorney general to the state of New Hampshire walks in at 1115 on a Wednesday night. That sounds like a Cure song. 1115 on a Wednesday night, right? No, just kidding. But she walked, oh, let me expand that again. She walks in there late at night. And uh, and uh, uh, according to the article I read this in, um, uh, the, uh, the, the, the deputy there says that there's no one else present in the room. And then all of a sudden, da, 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 the cameras go off for an hour and 15 minutes. And... Yeah, we got we got dead air. We got dead space. So what what's going on with that? You know, that's something that is very sketch, you know, obviously. Oh, and then and then here's the next thing that happens the following day when they're counting the ballot boxes. Well, it just so happens that the you know, the town clerk of Wyndham, her name is Nicole. I don't have a last name for you, but it's probably better that we don't because the poor lady might get doxxed after this has been reported all over, you know, the, the independent news medias out there, outlets out there. Um, she had recorded the night before 23 boxes of ballots having been turned in. And what did we have here? We had none other than 27 counted the following morning. So you have to wonder what indeed is up with that okay so um let me go ahead and pull up another video we're gonna pull up another video for you guys and this one is coming from um uh, let me see here this is uh this is the chairman for the government integrity project there in new hampshire and uh, the granite grok who uh is one of the uh is one of the local newspapers i've actually been referring to um, for reporting on this story. I did an interview with this gentleman. His name is um, Ken Eyring, 
and he's the chairman of Government Integrity. And so just on the heels of this new footage that we're talking about in regards to uh, the assistant AG, uh, her last name is Edwards, AG Edwards, um, uh, in, in regards to her walking up at 11.15 at night, Ann Edwards is her name, I apologize. Well, now we have some, we have this, this gentleman who's, going to speak out in regards to and speak to uh, Attorney General Gardner, I believe is his name, uh, because he says General Gardner is a man who has a lot of integrity. So he wants to address it. And, and uh, you know, some of the other things that he noticed that were going on, like, for example, some of the audit information that has just come out of this new audit that they're doing, because remember, they went ahead and moved forward with it. And we had three individuals who were selected uh, by the select men, go figure, uh, to go ahead and take uh, uh, to take the reins of this audit that was being called for. And, you know, one of them was Mark Lindman, who um, uh, is not only opposed to uh, um, the uh, audit in Maricopa, uh, he's serving on verified voting. And the other two individuals, one was and or has served as a board member of verified voting. And the third one actually left verified voting in 2019 under some media esteem. And now he's back and he's not with verified voting. But, you know, uh, I mean, come on. He was with them and now they're going to have him audit it. And everyone who's involved in this audit in New Hampshire is with verified voting. So hopefully uh, I believe they are going to move forward with uh, trying to get this um, a new forensic audit. And we'll get more news on that for you guys as it develops. But let's go ahead and take a listen to this interview. Again, this is um, Project Chairman for Government Integrity, Ken Eyring, speaking with the Granite Rock News. Um, and Windham is where you're from, right? What's the best way to sort of describe, do you have a group or is it just trying to say Windham residents or is there like a... Well, it started out as just Tom Murray and I and it's kind of grown to uh, a force of hundreds. Yeah. Um, and that's probably the understatement. So tell us what you think is Are wrong with this... Right now? Uh, yes, so okay. just tell us again what you think is wrong with this process. Well, I just spoke with Assistant uh, Attorney General Edwards and uh, I came late, so... I questions in the morning. I was down at the courthouse waiting for a ruling. I didn't know what have to bring something up here of the judge in favor. But I asked uh, Attorney General Edwards about the camera set up. There's four cameras in there. I don't know this. But it's really very disappointing. And it's a scam. I'll just be honest with you. Um, this is reminiscent of what goes on in our elections in London, where all observers are told to stand 50, 60 degrees wide. There's no meaningful oversight here. I was told by the Secretary of State Gardner all the way from the beginning, and I've, I've spoken to him over hundreds of hours, okay, over the past few months. He is one of the names on, as being one of the responsible people for setting this up. And he's going to be here in a few minutes, so I'm going to share my thoughts with him. I say that respectfully because I have a very good relationship with Secretary Gardner. But I have a problem with the fact that there's four cameras in there. They're far away. You can't see anything so this is being live streamed for people to watch it online, and that's not acceptable. If you look at the Arizona audit, they do the same thing. They've got nine cameras, but they also have cameras on all the tables, up close and personal. All the data, all the information is being captured. Once, it's all, once they are all said and done, all of that footage is going to be made, made public. That's important. You know, the fact that we've got four cameras here, you're not going to even see the ballots potentially. That's what people want to see. We want to know what's going on. And if our attorney general says, well, that's just too bad, 
and she says, well, and here's her quote. Her quote is, well, the state has limited resources. Give me a break. We're talking about diversity relation status. We're talking about the integrity of our vote. Okay? This is the largest unexplained discrepancy in the history of this state. Our assistant attorney general says that they don't have enough resources to provide more than four cameras that are going to be meaningless in the end. That's unacceptable. I asked uh, if I could speak with Harry Hursty, if I could ask him a question. She said no. She said, you have to raise your hand. I said, I've been sitting back here waving my hand, and they fall on everybody but me. So how am I going to get answers to the questions? I'm a taxpayer of the state, too. I'm probably more informed about this than almost every citizen in this state. Okay? I know what's going on. I had an agreement with Bill Gardner. In fact, it was his agreement. We had an amendment. It was modified at the last minute. This has been turned into a political process and actually has been turned into a sham at this point because they're not addressing the issues. We have three, three quote, forensic analysts who aren't qualified. Harry Hursty is, but the other two people do not have the experience of the machines. Okay? One of them is a political scientist. I don't know that much about, about Philip Smart. But the fact that you have um, you have uh, Mark Lindman, who was against the Arizona audit. You were what came out this week in Arizona? I'm not up to that. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm okay, well, what came out in Arizona? So, so Mark Lindman is against, is against, is against the audit in Arizona. They already had audits, two audits in Arizona. Okay? Well, what they've revealed now to the real forensic is that they've discovered that the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors didn't even have the passwords to the servers. They turned them over to the uh, voting machine companies, and they were supervising the election. That should send a chill down everybody's spine, okay? This is a scam. This is turning into what has gone across every other state in our country with irregularities and glitches. Bill Gardner's an honorable man. I don't think he would approve the this if he comes here today Okay. All right. Sorry, guys. I am so distracted behind the scenes right now. Oh, you can see all of my yeah. <laughs> Let me get that off the screen. Okay, guys. So yeah, very interesting audit uh, uh, comment that we have here. So we'll see how that develops as it. Let me get this word <laughs> as it goes along. You guys don't want to see what I listen to. All right. And uh, yeah, sorry. I have some behind the scenes stuff going on here as well right now. So I just got booted out of Pilled again. Um, I'm just, tr I'm just doing some troubleshooting here behind the, the scenes, but, 
uh, it looks like there's a lot of stuff going on on, on the home base on all fronts. Uh, I was asking about the volume. Thanks for giving me a heads up in Twitch over there because uh, I'm not sure if the volume is carrying through uh, with the new headsets on. So that's something else. Yeah, I just, uh, I, well, it's not a new headset, but you know, I've always been opposed to wearing this headset only because like it, obviously it does not match the attire. But then I figured, well, I mean, uh, if a sports anchor can do it, I guess I can do it too. So I just, I don't know, maybe it'll, maybe it'll be more appealing to, to testosterone in the, in the room or something like that. But anyways, okay, enough about that. Let's go ahead and move on to Michigan. We have a little bit of news here in Michigan. Now, there was some pretty big stuff going on in Michigan uh, uh, the past couple of days and into today. If, uh, if y'all are aware of what's been going on over in Michigan in Antrim County. Um, so um, there was OK. So we have the constitutional lawyer, um, um, Matthew DiPerno, who is um, who's uh, representing Bill Bailey, I believe is the man's name, moving forward with trying to get this forensic audit happening in Antrim County. And this is a pretty big deal here, guys, because for one, you know, um, they, they were, they already had their little audits. It seems like every place that needed to have an audit had their audits done already. So it's a step-by-step -step process, right? I mean, we, we all know that when it came to like, you know, the hearings that they were having with Rudy Giuliani and all of the witnesses and the affidavits um, that were happening uh, in Trump's name at the heat of all of this at the very start, we had all of that evidence laid out. We saw how all of the, the, um, all of the, uh, the judges and all of the Senate hearings, how that was ruled, right? Um, and then after that, it just, it started to, I mean, it seemed to have gone away, right? But we, like, for example, when you talk about Antrim County, that's something that was being reported in the news, but it was pretty underreported. Like, we knew that there was some hubbub going on with Matthew DiPerno, but we didn't really know what, because, you know, a lot of us weren't digging for it, for one, you know, and then after that, we start to hear about Maricopa County and how that's going to move forward. But none of us, I know I didn't hear about any of the efforts that were put up when they did that initial canvassing by that, um, by the, uh, the former Republic, well, uh, the, the, the one lady who was running for Republican House uh, seat, and she organized that all on her own, you know, and we didn't hear anything about that. And then all of a sudden it explodes on the scene, you know, um, we didn't hear anything about any of these Wyndham County audits that had happened previously. And then all of a sudden, boom, it explodes on the scene. And now we have something cooking up in Wisconsin as well. And we know that Georgia is not off of the ticket. Like it's still on the back burner, but it's still burning, you know? So we have potential for all of these things to erupt. Um, there was uh, there was an interview that Maria Bartiromo had done with Ken Paxton in Texas. I didn't get to air that on the C report, but in that one, he even went into how there was voter fraud on the Democrats part. And then of course there was all the massive voter fraud that we did report here on the C report. I mean, massive because it was so much, not massive because it was so big, you know, per, per, um, per uh, situation. But all of this stuff was on the back burner and is now bubbling up, you know. So getting back to my point here with Antrim County and with uh, uh, um, attorney Matthew DiPerno, like we, we didn't really know what was going on, but now it's getting pushed up to the surface. It's like um, it's like all the stars are aligning. If you like to uh, if you like to take the astrological metaphor, or you know um, uh, everything is syncing up 
there's a certain synergy, there's a momentum that is build, building, but it has to maintain its focus. And the focus here is election integrity and also accountability. So what happens in Antrim County with Matthew DiPerno? Well, Matthew DiPerno has gotten his office broken into. So, all right, we're seeing a, a form of intimidation. This is happening. This has happened to him. Nothing was reported stolen. Um, but again, that's a, that's basically an act of intrusion and violence. You know, it's a form of intimidation at any rate. And he's also received multiple threats over his fight to expose voter fraud in Antrim County. Um, and, and don't forget, in Antrim County, this is where we, we, where we saw 5,000 votes flip from Trump to Biden in the November election. And Antrim County is traditionally a solid conservative county. So those are some of the red flags that set that off. But then also, now that he's gotten some, he's, he's getting more bombshell information. And on the 18th, which is tomorrow, is when the judge is supposed to decide whether or not they will approve of a forensic audit in Antrim County, Michigan. This is, this is coming out tomorrow, guys. Right on the heels of that, or I say should on the toes of it, right, since it was in front of it, not behind it. Um, Matthew DiPerno was going to be holding a press conference in the VFW Hall in Traverse City, Michigan. And they had to cancel because they were getting threats of violence if they were going to host this um, this uh, press release or uh, this press conference. So, again, you see um, they're stopping at no ends to get this done. That was something that did happen there. Sorry, guys, I'm distracted. That was something that did happen there. But at the same time, he moved forward with it. He wasn't going to let his momentum get stopped. You know, he wasn't going to let them stifle what he was trying to do. Um, so let's go ahead and, okay, oh, wait, wait. So before I, I, I have some video. So before we see some of this video, he had his press conference today. Um, they, I mean, it was getting, I mean, it's getting misreported. It, it was getting, uh, they tried to just snub it out altogether. They said it happened about noon. It was actually more about nine or 10 AM this morning. It was earlier. Um, and, uh, cause I know about noon, I was watching the replay. Uh, the sound was bad. The sound quality was bad. Uh, but I did find a brief clip, which was basically one of his more bombshell statements that he made during this, uh, this, uh, press, uh, press conference. So I'll go ahead and get that going for you guys now. Probably there's going to be a commercial. So let's hold up a bit. <laughs> of course, there's a commercial. Let me get that guy off the stage. Uh, and then uh, we are running a little into overtime. I'm probably, I had two, I had about two or three more stories I was going to cover today, but I'm probably not going to do that now. We'll, we'll cover them tomorrow or something like that. Okay, let me get this up for you guys so you can check it out. And then Twitch, uh, what I'm really wanting to know, Twitch, if you guys don't mind, is um, how the sound on the video is coming out. And this already had bad sound. And the previous video I did already had bad sound. So I'm, I'm hoping, you know, because I'm trying to figure out some stuff on the technical side since, uh, you know, I'm not tech savvy and I'm running this show on my own, guys. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and get this going. And I'll tell you something we discovered this weekend. We can now show that after the election is done, 
someone, anyone really, who has access to those categories, who can reopen the election complex, run more ballots through the tabulator, print off a new tabulator tape with the new ballot show, and backdate that tape to November 3rd. video there if I may say so myself a uh, very interesting video so uh, just in case you couldn't hear um, what Matthew DePerno had said is that his team um, they said that the, the metabulator machines they found that they can be reopened after the election oh let me get this off the screen sorry guys they found that they could be reopened after the election and that the machines can run more ballots through the tabulator, print off a new tabulator tape with new ballots, and then they can even backdate the tape to November 3rd. Isn't that not something? And, and as he said there at the end, what everyone was cheering on was that um, his team should not be the team that finds that. You know, it should be the FBI. It should be who, whatever three-letter agency you think you know, should be doing it. It should be them. But yeah, that's exactly, that's it. That's insane, guys. Like, so now the question is, do you think that they're going to allow the, um, that they're going to allow the county of Antrim to perform a full forensic audit? Now that this information has come out, now that they even had more information ahead of time, we saw how the uh, how the Dominion voting machines can be hacked, how they can adjust the voting, the votes, how they can be flipped. You know, they had the hand count with all the variances. Like there's a list of things that even just one of those on that, that list that I just stated should enable them to uh, to start a forensic audit. You know, I mean, it is the right of the people to do that. You know, like it is the right of the people. So anyways, I thought that was a, that was pretty groundbreaking guys. That was from his press conference that he held earlier today. And, and like I said, 
what it boils down to now is we had all of these little cases that were seemingly hidden once the legacy media, the lamestream media, the mainstream media, however you want to call them, once they had laid out their storyline and they had satiated or, or, you know, they had satisfied the world and the American public with their false narrative and had uh, basically faked them into complacency. They had basically faked them into complacency. So these people were like, yeah, well, the news said this. So, and you know that, you know who that works on guys that doesn't work on people like us. That works on people who either don't have the time or who just don't care or who are just willingly blind, you know? Um, but that's the thing about it. It was the determination of certain individuals in this world, in this country, in this society who said, no, I know what I saw. It was not right. And I'm going to do something about it. Mr. Bailey, who Matthew DiPerno is representing in Michigan. I mean, how many people are standing behind him? It might just be Matthew DiPerno standing behind him. And you got the entire administration of Richard Gretchen Wilson, or I keep saying Wilson, Richard Gretchen, <laughs> sorry, um, going Richard Gretchen, we'll just call her that going up against them. You know what I mean? Like they have all of that coming against them. You've seen everything that's going on in Maricopa County over in Arizona. And, and what did it take to start that? And then you have all of these lawyers coming down on them. You have all of these non-governmental organizations coming down on them. You have the whole power structure of the left descending onto Arizona and to Maricopa County. And we're fortunate that we have not seen Antifers going down there or BLM going down there and trying to break into the place. Who knows? Maybe maybe that whole uh, um, um crazy carnival that they had, right? Crazy times carnival. Maybe that was supposed to have been something where they could sneak in and do all that stuff. We don't know. We're glad that it didn't happen. It's only speculation here at the Sea Report. I try not to speculate, but I think my dots connect pretty closely. Um, so anyways, and then the same thing we're seeing over at Wyndham County. I'm sorry, Wyndham Township over there in New Hampshire, where, where uh, they had all of these little audits and it took people getting the right information to act, but they acted, you know. So you could say the storm is upon us. I would definitely think so. Um, um, someone had given me some insights earlier today into what that could be. I mean, I used to work for a, a grocery company um, that had an acronym as its name. So it was it was like acronyms were my life for like 10 or 11 years, like always coming up with the most snazzy acronyms. And who knows? I mean, Tori says storm, you know, the storm is upon us could very well stand up for could stand for standing together, organizing a revolutionary movement. But that would take all of us as people as Americans, as concerned citizens to stand together. We are the storm, y'all, and we are here. And, and that's not just to say, you know, all the people who were standing behind President Trump on that one day where he said this could be the storm, standing together, organizing a revolutionary movement, but they need us, the people, to stand by their side also, and not to be complacent with puzzle games, you know, not to be complacent with the things that give us that hope but to actually take action. And that does not mean loading up your rifle and cussing out your congressman either, at least in my opinion, many of us have tried that. 
Um, but I'm gonna get I'm gonna get over that soapbox for now because I don't mean that towards anyone personally. Like I've said before, whenever I speak in you the terms of you, <laughs> uh, because uh, to say one is just too pretentious to me. Uh, but to you, it's generally speaking, um, if it reaches the heart, it reaches it. If the ears are meant to hear, they're meant to hear. If the eyes are meant to see, they're meant to see. All right, guys, we'll see how it goes tomorrow. I'm, yeah, I got some appointments to keep. I got to meet up with Better Lately now. We've got some, we've got, we've got a date. Just kidding, Better Lately, not like that. You know that. <laughs> Anyways, all right, guys, I'll catch you all on the flip side. We'll do some chat recap tomorrow. I'll do some house, uh, some housekeeping and some house cleaning tomorrow with you guys if y'all are so interested. But anyways, to all of my friends over in the Foxhole app, to all of my friends over at Twitch, and to everyone that's keeping this going, I say thank you again. Have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern, uh, sorry, 4 p.m. Central, Texas time, 5 p.m. Trump time. Till then, guys, have a great night.